Good morning. The fruit seed is really nothing like the fruit. It doesn't smell like a fruit, it doesn't taste like a fruit, it doesn't feel like a fruit. And yet somehow if we take that seed, the seed of the fruit, and put it into the ground, a tree with those fruits come out. Somewhere hiding inside that seed, which doesn't have any similarity to the fruits that it produces, somewhere inside that is the DNA of that same tree and that same fruit. In fact, it doesn't even produce fruit until after a while. It first will produce a tree, and all of that is hiding inside that seed. That's why mitzvahs are often compared to planting, because the mitzvahs we do, interestingly, we don't have any understanding of the value that they have. Say, for example, we took the, the parchment that came from an animal and put it on our, wrote down the name of a shaman war and, and put them on our head and on our heart, we understand the value of the parchment, but we don't understand the value of the of the objects that we're using. If we took the the wool of an of a sheep and uh, wove tzitzis and then hang them on our hang them on our shoulders and our and had them hanging from us, and we did something very holy. But where the holiness is in the wool, we don't see, and that's the same as the seed, because hiding somewhere inside that physical act. There is the DNA of something that is much, much greater than it. And that's the same with mitzvahs. Mitzvahs come from what we call the tafresh chaf er. That means tafresh chaf is the numerical equivalent of 620. 620 is, of course, the amount of mitzvahs that there are if you add the rabbinical mitzvahs into the equation as well. So you're at 620. And that's because there are 620 beams of light, each of which represents one mitzvah. And when they, those mitzvahs, that spiritual light, comes down to our world, the, the, the look that they take is very, very different than the original light, like the seed, which is so different than the tree. And yet, hiding inside it is that same exact light. We just don't feel it. We don't smell it. We don't see it like that seed. So when we take that seed, we can't just leave it on the table and expect the tree to come out. We have to take that seed and put it into the ground. Planting means to take that seed and put it in the proper place. It's not just putting it into the ground, but there are certain grounds that are better for growing grapes, and some that are better for olive trees, and some that are better for each fruit and each vegetable, some that are better for grazing. Each piece of land has its own, its own, it's the, the ability to produce specific, well, it can produce anything, but it's best at producing specific fruits or vegetables or specific Seeds are best fit into different parts of ground and different parts of the land. And the same goes for mitzvahs. Mitzvahs have to be done, they can't be done by anybody, they have to be done by people. And not only do they have to be done by people, but they have to be done by Yidin. It's only the Jew that will do the mitzvah and draw down that spiritual light, because if the seed goes into the wrong place, it won't plant anything at all. But not only does it have to go in, not only does it have to be done by the Yid, but the Yid also has to do it the right way. And that's how you produce the light. The, the, that's how you draw down the light best. Because if the person puts tzitzis on his knees or tefillin on his elbows, that won't work. There has to be exact criteria for how to draw down that light, just like there is for planting seeds. You can't plant it in earth that doesn't work. You have to put it into the correct land and give it the correct amount of nutrition that it will need in order to produce. All this gives us an idea for what we do when we're actually doing the physical act of a mitzvah. While to us, our, our hands are doing something which don't, don't, don't feel the value and don't appreciate the greatness of it, 
But our minds can understand that hiding inside that act, like it is inside the seed, there is an unbelievably beautiful light. For the seed to produce a tree, the seed will completely need to will need to completely dissolve itself as it as it gets watered and undergoes great change inside that ground. It'll completely give itself away, so that once you the tree does start growing, if you looked and dug inside the tree, inside its roots, you will not find that original seed. The seed is gone. The seed gives itself up and puts itself aside in order to produce whatever it can produce. And the same thing has to happen for mitzvahs to produce or draw down that light. In this week's Torah portion, Parshat Svashanan, we read that the Pasuk says, This is the mitzvah, the rules and the laws that Hashem commanded to teach you to perform in the land into which you're about to go. And the Pasuk then goes on to talk about the portion of Shema. It's interesting to note that the, the Shema mitzvah is something that we do no matter if we're in the land of Israel or not. And yet, the Pasuk specifically says that it's to be done in the land. And it's referring to the same exact idea, that when the mitzvah, which is called planting, um, in order for it to happen, we need to put a self, we, we need to put ourselves aside. We need to have humility and um, put our own inhibitions, our own expressions aside, and recognize that Hashem is the only true Hashem. And that is what the prayer of Shema is all about. It's about accepting Hashem's glory. It's about accepting Hashem, accepting Hashem as our true King, and accepting that there is nothing but Hashem. And that's what it means that is to do in the land. It's referring to the 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 work that the seed does of dissolving itself and putting itself aside and forgetting about its its own needs, its own interests, its own expressions. I'm referring now to the person um, in order to to draw down that great light and. Uh, have the growth that comes from the mitzvah, the great growth that can happen from the yid doing the mitzvah. The reward that happens from when we do a mitzvah, as the Pasuk describes in a different place, is that the Pasuk says, Before Hashem gave us the Torah, He said that we will be His skula. Um, the skula, the word skula, Rashi translated as the word tre- as treasure, we will be Hashem's treasure. But traditionally, the word skula refers to a sort of a charm or, or a ritual that's done in order to... Um, find great blessing. So, for example, uh, some people use the red string around the uh, around Kever Rachel, about, around Rachel's tomb, there's a red string, and they tie it to their hand. It's a skula for childbirth, or um, there's a skula of being a kvater, that is, bringing the baby into the bris. Um, all these are called skulas, and a skula isn't like a medicine. A medicine has an explanation. It has an it has an idea behind it, and it can be and can be discussed or refuted. A skula is beyond logic. It really doesn't have an explanation, and yet these things are accepted because even though we don't understand them, we do them because they're beyond logic. And that's what Hashem is saying. You'll be to me um, a treasure that I will lift up beyond the the ten uh, or the three intellectual spheres. You will be your your humility of doing your mitzvahs in a way that you accept that I am the only only Hashem, I'm the only king, and the only thing that matters, that humility that will put yourself aside will lift you all the way up to be a skula for me that is beyond all intellectual spheres and way up beyond the middas, as we were discussing in the last few entries, how 
the humility brings us to a place which is beyond what uh, any emotion can provide, or even beyond intellect, and it brings us up beyond the tzilas itself. We become Hashem's skula, we become treasure to Hashem in a way that can't be explained, can't be refuted, and can never change.